Hey everybody, welcome back to the channel. Thanks for joining us again for another great episode. Today we're getting a chance to sit down with Kent Peters who's training out of Cape Breton Island. He's also the owner and operator of Zombie Proof BJJ. He's also the CEO of Supernatural, wow, Supernatural Survival Gear. Supernatural Survival Gear. Supernatural Survival Gear. Took a while to get that one out. Before we get started or anything, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really do appreciate it, especially if you guys are liking our content, if you like all our guest episodes, and also if you want to see a lot more different content coming down the road, make sure you subscribe and share it to your friends. We are sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's best cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his team at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. If you're looking for THC and CBD products, make sure you pop into their store. Also, don't forget to show them that you like the podcast, and they're going to make sure that you save save. They're going to make sure you save money every time you shop there. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you on the mats. I mean, you know, it was just because or, or, or MRSA <laughs> could be stuff. Yeah. Really though. Well, that's why. So, like, that's why they should have left gyms open, jujitsu gyms especially. Like, we've been fighting fucking skin infections for what our entire career. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know personally, my gym is cleaner than every fucking Walmart in existence. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think that. We were like every club. I mean, unless you train at places where you just get constant skin infections, but like every club is always stingent on keeping their. I'm not going to mention clean. any names here, Aaron. Maybe no, not at all. Not at all. Getting, but where uh, you're getting where you're getting gonorrhea from. That's, <laughs> you don't want to train with at Aaron's place. Gonorrhea, syphilis. You name it. No, but like that's only the thing, the, right? Only like, the finest. Try to keep the place clean and fucking go and whatever fuck do i know no but you know it's it's just I, I had to get inspected by the corona police so they would allow me to reopen right because mm -hmm. we were illegal for you well since the fucking beginning like i think i took i you know i i care right i do i i, I try not to i'm a bit of a dick but i care so when when they lied to us and told us how bad this was going to be i took it serious like i don't want to kill my parents you know what i mean so yeah. i I think I took like a full month off. And then when Corona literally didn't exist in my province, I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going back to training. My wife even told me like, if you don't go back training, we're going to end up fucking divorced. Cause I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> so we started doing the closed door stuff. And then when they said you were allowed having like 10 people in a building, cause I don't know if the rules were the same up there, but Somewhat. I just took, you know, we'll have 10 people in at a time. So we, we made a bunch of groups of 10, like prohibition jujitsu. <laughs> and if anybody came to, we kept it, we still have the door locked. So you have to knock to come in and we have a secret knock, bro. So mm -hmm. like, we know you're not part of the gym right from the knock. <laughs> I, I know I, this is the fucking world. Right. But like the reason I don't even feel bad about it anymore is because nobody at the gym, nobody goes to the gym sick. You know, you might go to the fucking the the steroid gym and be like you know i'm gonna sweat out this cold but you don't go to jujitsu to sweat out a cold right it's never been a thing so what makes I've, i have weird? never been guilty of that right aaron no you, <laughs> uh, yeah you fuckers you're one of the bad ones right? we are. <laughs> no you know i i've never seen like i just don't see jujitsu being like a super spreader not like a fucking walmart would be 
they can't keep everything in Walmart clean and everybody touches fucking everything, you know? So jujitsu, at least we fucking like my mats, dude, I'm spending so much money on sanitizer. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty crazy. Obviously, again, like every like we've talked with everybody before, right? The beginning, everybody was freaking out. Nobody knew what to do. So you just kind of go with the flow, right? And then it just became that. And I think it, mental health was a big thing, right? Especially like whether it's your, it's your partner or whoever you're living with and all that shit, especially if you train. And that was the whole thing. It's like, I had to start training again at some point or else my wife and I weren't going to get along. Probably the same thing with you. Mike 100%. and his wife trained together, which is perfect, right? But if your partner doesn't train with you, you need to go do something, right? Like you have to get out and do something different. Kids, man, and they didn't appreciate that one bit. <laughs> exactly. Grab your, grab your wife. Hey, come here a minute. We're oh, <laughs> man, she's like fist fight. She wants nothing to do with it. But my, uh, luckily, my ten-year-old, she's been doing jujitsu with me. But I mean, she's ten, right? What can she yeah. do? You can only do so much, right? Yeah. So but, shoot a single leg, you just pick her up and give her like a rock bottom. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we are actually starting off our show, but we've already started it anyways. But we are sitting here with uh, Kent Peters from Nova Scotia. We are super excited to have no, him. No, on no, the show. no, 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 oh, no. It's not Nova Scotia. From so Nova this is Scotia. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. No, I don't know if this is like this anywhere else, but Cape Breton is the little like the top of Nova Scotia. Yeah. And nobody from Cape Breton admits we're from Nova Scotia. We're from Cape Breton. Okay, Cape Breton. My apologies. I will edit that. Yeah, <laughs> wait, I, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I've never claimed no Scotia, not once in my life. Are you? Cape are Breton. you ashamed? Are you ashamed of the province, or what, what's no, going on? I, I love the province. It's just a fucking Cape Breton thing. <laughs> well, I stand corrected because now I know that the center of the zombie apocalypse of where I'm going to end up is going to be Cape Breton Island. So that's where what? I understand. World War Z, the movie. Yeah. At the end, the coastline that they pull up to actually is Nova Scotia. So no way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> now that's pretty crazy. So yeah. you have like many have tried, many have failed, but you have perfected the art of the sweater, the hoodie, be specific, <laughs> underneath the kimono, which is like that is a staple because I've been on Reddit <laughs> and I've said, Oh, yeah, there's other people doing it. Like, no. Kent Peters is a man who did that and he started it and that is his to own. So like, is it that I, cold in Cape Breton or like what's no, going on? Cape Breton. No, I, uh, I actually tore my AC joint, like clean off. Like, I don't know if you can see that. In fucking oh, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice bump there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I was rolling and I had a loop choke in. I was standing, I was passing guard and I, I caught a loop choke on this guy and he had about 60 pounds on me and he thought the proper way out was to just fuck it fall back as hard as he could so <laughs> my shoulder hit the mat and it just sounded like velcro fucking releasing right mm. uh i stood up and i got a few paramedics in my class and i was like boys come here i need you to pop my shoulder back in place and i'm not even trying to brag this is a true story because i had that dude gurgling i wanted to fucking finish i wanted to win right and I, it was a torn ac so we couldn't pop it back in i had to go um get looked at but there's nothing they can do like, I think the only option they could like shave off some of the bone or put a screw in, but typically AC joints could just fucking tear out again. Yeah. So I, I just have that gnarly horn for the rest of my life, but that's why I started wearing the hoodie. So I, I did judo. Oh, nice. Got to say, I did judo for years. Right. So back, <laughs> dang, back dang through, making money as, as the podcast. Did you like going. that? Ching? That was nice. right? <laughs> we should have a sound effect every time you make a sale during this podcast. Telling you, man. Well, that like it's part of. Um, so I use uh, Shopify for my website. 
So mm-hmm. like it just goes like I just had a sale come through and it's the app on the phone. Every time I make a sale, my phone goes to Shing. So ah. now I can like once it's Shing goes off, I'm like, <laughs> money. <laughs> Fuck it. What was I saying? Yeah. So I did judo for years and the guys that I did judo with, I, I thought they were super cool. Cause when I was like, just starting out, they were all warming up with their hoodies on. So to me, I, I always thought it was cool looking. Right. And uh, when I tore my AC joint, I didn't take any time off. Like I was back on the mats the next day. Well, I was actually back there after the hospital, but I was back rolling the next day. So I just put a rash guard on, put a t-shirt over the rash guard, put a hoodie on, put a gi on. And I hope that keeping it warm would stop it from getting worse. And then by the time my shoulder was back to, it's still not normal. It makes fucked up noises. My hand goes numb. But when it, you know, when the pain went away, <laughs> oh, fuck, it's bad, bro. You know what I meant, too. And, uh, They're giving it, were you giving it to stranger or something? Like, what a <laughs> At some point, I had to. It was my fucking good arm, man. Uh, so, Call yeah. It stranger. <laughs> So the hoodie just became a thing. Like it wasn't intentional. It's not because it's cold. And then by the time I was healed, it was a habit. I fucking like it. It's warm and not much of my skin touches the ground. Like, yeah, I don't And it's fucking weird, but I, I love it. And now I'm seeing like um, that wicked gee company, uh, Alberto and Preto, they just did like a, a marketing thing and they had a dude wearing a gee under the, or a hoodie under the gee. And I was like, I don't even I don't Motherfuckers. I support this message. Like everyone should throw a fucking hoodie on. You need to you need to copyright this shit. Make sure anybody oh. steals this. I'll be just like property. Man. No, no, I'll, I'll give it the fuck away. I want everybody to do it. It's wicked. It's fucking comfortable, man. You just pop the hoodie up and then you're sweating more. It's good for the abs. I mean, you know, because you shed off all kinds of water weight and then you look good. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. But um, so we're, we're going so to see Aaron. Hold on, hold on. We're going to see Aaron wearing a hoodie very soon. I so probably hope so. I want. Got some, he's got some weight to shed. He's about 225, 230 right now. I'm not that much. <laughs> it keeps going up. I don't understand. I've been training every day and I still haven't lost weight. It's crazy. <laughs> Everybody's fucking diet and nutrition has been fucked since the beginning of Corona. Like, I, I still haven't gotten it back on track. I'm probably six or seven pounds over what I used to be. Yeah. Like, I think it's like anything. I think the people who like were like, okay, I'm going to keep training. I'm going to go compete in the US or like they kind of like got that shit honed back in. But like guys like myself, probably yourself who have kids and doing all sorts of other shit, they're like, ah, whatever, just go with the flow. But drive throughs are so much more convenient now, right? <laughs> 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 oh, fucking, it's easier than put. I, I hate wearing a mask. Like today, I was at the mall. My wife fucking hates it, right? Like, cause I no, like hates me. I I won't wear the mask if if I can get away with it until someone says something, and then when they start like doing the motion, like pull your mask up, I'll be like, oh hey hey, and I'll walk away quickly. Like until someone stops me and says, sir, please put your mask on. I won't fucking wear it. I hate it. It's stupid. It's fucking claw. It doesn't do shit. Fuck man. I just I'm like I try not to sound like a dickhead. But I fucking hate it. You know, I, I'm so done with it all. I'm trying not to be like, I don't want to seem like an anti-vaxxer because the wife made me get my vaccine. So, uh, you know, I, I can't even pretend. I'm, Listen, she's man, bo- I'm telling you right now, this vaccine, it's going to kill us all within the next 150 years. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> no, we're all going to die. Crazy. We're all going to die. 150 years, we're all dead. 
I figure after a hundred years, we overdose on water and sunlight anyway. So, <laughs> but um, kind of like what we were saying before we jumped on the podcast, especially when we talk about survival, uh, sorry, supernatural survival gear. Um, that's the, the gear company that you started up. So like, yeah. how did you kind of like come to the concept? Like, okay, I'm going to start a gear company. Was that just like wanted to do it for a while? Or just fucking no, came- I had absolutely no intention of doing it. I didn't want to do it. I, uh, I I really had no plans on it. I ordered a bunch of gear for my club through a third party who I won't name because I actually, I like the owner. I like the, I like their striking gear. I like their geese. I like a lot of shit about their company, but they were going through a transitional patch and they must've been using a shitty, like a shitty manufacturer. Cause when the gear that I ordered for my club showed up, it was absolute filth. Like it was trash. Mm. I, um, I couldn't, I, it was hard for me to sell it to my people. So I, I ended up losing a pile of money. I just gave a lot of it away. I, I'm still like, I, it was, it was trash, you know, mm-hmm. it, like bad. So I started shopping around to manufacturers. So, you know, those, uh, the messages you get every day, like, Hey, sir, please check my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started fucking messaging a few of them back. And I found two factories that I liked. I got gear in. And I think the first set of gear I did was the uh, the UFO stuff. And I I wanted to be able to sell it outside of my club, like to other local places. I never thought about Instagram being a marketplace for me. So I called it Supernatural Survival Gear because at the time I was making posts on Facebook, like Supernatural Survival Tip Number 15. UFO actually stands for unidentified flying omoplata. Like I was just making up bullshit for, for, you know, cause I'm a fuck, I'm a nerd, bro. My club's called zombie proof. Like I'm a geek. Right. And, um, when I finally got the stuff done, everyone in my class bought it, but then people were messaging me on Instagram. Like, Hey, how can I buy that nice gear? So one of my students is good at computer stuff. He set up a little website and then I started making sales and it was fucking crazy like i was driving my uh one of my black belts he's, he's my best friend keenan my student we were driving and my phone went to ching the first time and i almost drove us off into the ditch like it was just such a it's just so weird that like i didn't even mean to make a company and now it's making like three times more than zombie proof did so that's amazing fun. that's just, yeah it, it all started from one of those guys like and Whoa, it was probably like Pakistan. Like, hello, friend. I have wares. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to give those guys credit over there. Like, they, they hustle. They're hound dogs, they hustle bro. hard, man. They're like, hey, man, we'll, we'll, we, got all the, we got all the stuff for you. They just open up a trench coat full of, like, yeah. boxing gloves and geese yeah. and everything. For real, though. Like, they're, they're hustlers, man. Like, every time I contact my guys, and I know their names aren't this, but Martin and Stefan, they're, they're my contacts. <laughs> And everybody knows a guy named Martin in India. I'm just saying that right now. It's like, it doesn't what time of day it is. He'll be like, Oh yes, sweet, handsome Kent. I'll get to that right away. If you're fucking flirting with me, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So no, like, have you kind of like, because like, obviously you're probably doing global sales by now, especially with like the reach that you have everywhere, bro. I've sold stuff back to China that's amazing like I've sold stuff back to fucking like gone to russia japan australia everywhere it's, it's fucked it's crazy no and, it's I, and I love your gear because it's just so like 
you have tons of different types of styles, whether it's the camo, the tie dye uh, gi, which is awesome. I really like those. Yeah. And then obviously the different rash guards you have. And I, I remember- do them all myself. Like, I don't know if you can see the blue on my fingers, but I just finished tie dye and two gis before the podcast. Okay. So you're doing all the tie dye as well. Dude, unless you count my 10 year old, who in my opinion is my boss, I'm the only employee. I do everything. I do the bleach dyes, the tie dyes, nice. fucking everything. Yeah. Are you pay- are you paying your daughter yet, or is it a- no slave labor, bro? I, I, I'm, I'm keeping track of how many hours she does, and I set up a bank account. And I'm putting money in the bank account, but she can't touch it. So nice. she'll appreciate that in the future, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you weren't. I thought you were paying her. No, like, no. I'm set, doing five it. Cents my, an hour, a hot dog, dude, and a handshake. My accountant, my accountant told me to set it up, do it as a write off, and it's it's good for her. It's good for me. Because mm-hmm. she she does help. She's better at packing orders than I am. Like she got a little bit of my OCD, so the labels are always perfect. The the everything's packed flat. Like it's nice. All right. So awesome. if uh, Justin Trudeau starts calling, we'll edit out that last part about the uh, the whole. Hey, we'll just leave this part in about what you. Oh, just dude, fuck Trudeau. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: Actually, when we just started this podcast, we had like a hundred followers. I'm scrolling through like. <laughs> everybody who's liking like liking stuff and like i was just brand new to it and i see justin trudeau I'm like aaron what the fuck man and i, I blocked <laughs> removed <laughs> <laughs> no man no just, just no i wonder if he does jujitsu i know that jagmeet singh guy he did some jujitsu he did he actually trained at um actually trained at a club in mississauga that i, I used to go to uh, several years ago that's awesome i don't know so now we're on the subject out of, out of all of our all of our leaders, Jagmeet Singh, Justin Trudeau, who wins that fight? Jagmeet for sure. I mean, with jujitsu, all he has to do is hold his fucking hands up like this and walk towards Trudeau till he punches himself out and then he's going to choke him. <laughs> Trudeau, are you saying Trudeau doesn't have hands? <laughs> oh, even, even if he does have hands, man, if he, you think about it, right? Like, let's say you guys agree to fight anybody and you're not going to strike. All you have to do is cover your head so you're not going to get knocked out. And walk forward till you're close enough to hug them, and then you're gonna you're gonna fuck them. It's it's a hundred percent you every time, right? Um, I I get a kick out of all these people that are like, and I've had people say this to me like, oh well, you know, if I caught you with a good shot, you motherfucker, like you think of how many people spar every day and get punched in the face every day by trained professionals and have never been knocked unconscious, mm-hmm. right? Like some people have never been knocked out. They've never been punched in the right spot and got knocked out and you think you're gonna fucking do it to me in a fight like what what are the odds gonna be of that yeah first shot like i'm gonna latch on to you and i'm gonna whisper in your ear i'm gonna give you babies like (laughs) fuck you bro i'm gonna kill you i just don't i don't get these people man like you don't have a puncher's chance if you don't even fucking train you're just literally gonna get fucked with that cape breton charm (laughs) oh god (laughs) I don't even know why you guys wanted me on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I think it was to get us canceled at this point. <laughs> nah, no, but like one thing you said, like even like with your Instagram, there's obviously congratulations, by the way, on that 50,000 followers. That's pretty Thank amazing. Like, crazy. like how did, how did you like, was it just starting off with those survival gear? Um, sorry, the survival. No, this was an actual, like, this was well before the, the gear ever came i i started making videos just for my students uh some of my students asked me if i could make videos for them so when they go home they could watch them mm-hmm. i had like 200 followers i literally never intended on getting an audience it was just my students wanted to be able to watch the technique again 
So I started an Instagram and I started a YouTube and I was posting videos to both. So my students could go home and watch them. And then I did a video about a fucking barambolo that landed in a knee bar or a leg lock counter. I don't even remember. I was getting ankle locked and I countered it with a rolling knee bar and fucking, I was wearing my tight pants and I had a fucking uh, man bun and people were just picking on it. Like that would never work. That's absolute bullshit. The fucking, I can't believe you're wearing spats with no fucking shorts. (laughs) And I, I watched the video go viral and I got like fucking 600 followers and I was like, fuck. Okay, cool. So then I made my mounted triangle video and that one got shared by like, bjj fuck i can't even remember bjj empire there was a few big ones back then and um and then me and leg locker became friends the guy was running leg locker and he only had like he had a small account at the time too and he was sharing every one of my leg lock techniques and i didn't know anything about leg locks i was just practicing shit that we watched like on other videos and in magazines i wasn't trying to make up anything i've never created anything special but like i'm self-taught i've never had an instructor so like right from the beginning i was learning off youtube learning off magazines learning from dvds because we didn't have a jujitsu club down here it was just mm-hmm. me and a few of my friends so i got my blue belt up in fort mcmurray when i was up there training i was a welding inspector so when i was up in fort mcmurray working to make money i got my blue belt and then i opened my club down here as a blue belt so i've only had three months of instruction with like an instructor over me so most of my shit's just made up. And that's why I think a lot of people like it because it's like weird. And I don't know, man, I, I had to learn techniques by watching videos. So I think because I know what I need to see, I also know what I need to say. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, cause otherwise I would just watch videos and I wouldn't have learned anything either, but like I've made it from white to black with only three months of an instruction. And I, I, I tap out black belt, so I, I'm good. You know, I just, and I'm, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I just, I just mean I've, I've tapped out black belts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not bragging about it. I just, I know that I'm at this level. Jake McKenzie thought I was at this level. So he gave me my belt, but you know, I, I people just tell me I'm easy to learn from. So I guess that's where it is. Well, I think it's like, like anything you said, like you're learning from YouTube and then also you learned how to communicate it the way the audience want to perceive it. Right. And so, and I fucking hate people who introduce, I don't hate them, but I hate the, Hey, my name's Ken Peters. This is my partner, Keenan. We're going to teach you today about the knee bar. I can't fucking sit through that. I don't have the attention span for that. So that's why I've never introduced myself in videos. I just started with art. And then it's funny because I do that every time with Aaron. I'm like, oh, okay, guys, we're, we are back with Aaron. Okay. And I, I, I keep telling I, Mike, I'm like, don't do it. We don't fucking need it. And, but and you know I just what? keep I, doing I it just you. to annoy him now. Okay, guys. <laughs> I am here. Oh, shit. I, I annoyed oh, we lost him. The that, that, that we lost oh, him. Sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, I pissed him off so much that he's like, you know, fuck it. I'm leaving this podcast right now. It's over. Terrible. Don't worry about that. No, what were you going to say? No, I, I, um, I don't do it because most people don't care. Most people are only there for the technique. They don't care what my name is anyway. Right. So if they care enough, they'll look it up. They're not going to remember me saying it typically. Right. Mm-hmm. It's at the beginning of the video that they weren't watching to find out who I am. So it's worked out well for me because the people who want to find me, they'll click on it and see, okay, this dude, 
he's that idiot that wears hoodies and fucking short shorts and they'll either follow me or they won't. But I mean, I, I just really, I do it because I want people to learn the techniques. Like I want to share my jujitsu because I wish I had more of that when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of been like your, I guess like you, you've, you've had a lot of success by accident, right? Like where is that kind of your, do you, do you have advice for somebody who's like, Hey, I want to build a YouTube channel or, a, yeah, yeah, or an Instagram yeah. channel, or, or no, are you just real. like, fuck it, just put stuff out there and see what happens. Like, but is, that's is there, it. Like the best advice. No, that's true. The best advice I can give you is just do it. Start right now. And don't let the fucking, the, that, what, what's the word for it? It's like um, a fake starting line. So like everybody looks at things and they're like, Oh, well I'm too late because all these people already started. Like that doesn't matter, right? Like you just start now. And if you're consistent, I've seen so many people that are better than me, good techniques, good fucking instruction. And they started doing technique videos. They pounded out a few of them and then they just stopped, you know? And if they would have kept going, you'll get the followers, you'll get the audience. You'll, if you keep doing anything, you'll eventually get enough people backing you that it'll be successful. Most people give up because they don't get that immediate gratification And that's a bitch, man. That's a dream killer, right? So like the only advice that I can give you for Instagram, YouTube, literally anything is just start and just keep going. If you keep putting out videos every single day, you'll get an audience and they'll like you. I also think you said a big thing was like, you just put out what you wanted to put out and you were being authentic with it too, right? Like you weren't trying to follow a script or a different game plan. You were just like, I'm going to be myself. I'm just going to put it out there. They yep. like it awesome. If they don't like it, whatever, who gives a shit? I'm just going to go. <laughs> it makes life easier that way, right? It's the same reason I don't lie because remembering lies is just too much work for me. I would rather just do what's natural, do me, and then fucking that's it, right? It's it's just the only way I really do it, anything. Yeah, totally makes sense. Absolutely. Totally makes sense. I agree, man. Um should we, should we talk about ADCC? What's coming up? All this craziness? Invites I'm going pumped. Dude, I talked I'm about surprised. Gordon Ryan yesterday. One of my students was talking about, because I got invited to do uh, BJJ Fanatics. So they're going to fly me down. Nice. And, yeah, dude, I'm fucking super pumped, right? Are like, you going to be doing the DVD in a tie-dye gi? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I haven't decided if I'm going to do gi or no gi or both. I might do, you know, a no gi version and then a gi version. Um, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do yet. I, I'm super pumped about it. And I'm also nervous because like, even though like you can go online and find like so many technique videos from me, like, I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to fill a DVD? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then like, how am I supposing to introduce myself at the beginning? Well, no way. <laughs> I think I know like, how. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. Look, it's like, it's like, dude, you're from Cape Breton. Why do you have a Portuguese accent? Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's like, I'm, I'm pumped about that, right? Um, I, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about before. Oh, the ADCC. Yeah, I was talking about Gordon Ryan, and like, if I go do a BJJ Fanatics DVD, like, it's cool. It's, it's me. It's I get to do it. But like, you'd never compare to someone like Gordon Ryan, right? And, and like, because I'm not a big competitor. I just got back surgery last December. It took me like two months where I couldn't roll at all. So like, I'll never be a world beater. I'll never be tapping out the best in the world. So the fact that Gordon Ryan, he can teach too, like that dude's just fucking amazing, 
right? Like mm. he can do everything. He fucking goes and kills the best guys with stuff he tells you he's going to use. And then his DVDs are fucking easy to listen to. You know, I, I, we were talking about like, I think I'll still have an audience, but I mean, like if you were going to spend your money, like why not buy his DVD? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going right? to make a DVD, but maybe you should buy this guy's. <laughs> right. Like, it's just, you know, I got doubts about it, right? Like, why the fuck do they want me to do it? That's crazy. Well, I think it's, I think it's, there's different perspectives, right? So like, you know, Gordon's a fantastic instructor, in my opinion. And I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's the best guy right now in jiu-jitsu. Like he's the man basically. Yeah. But with that said, like, is he the best fit or he's, he like the best style of jiu-jitsu for everybody? Maybe not necessarily. Like, no, you're right. You're right. So like maybe like a, somebody who teaches like you or teaches in a way like you may be different and may resonate different with somebody. Yeah. Like Gordon Ryan or like a Bernardo Faria or, you know, whoever else is going up there. We actually had a Jordan Priestinger on. He is actually just filming a, a, a DVD with BJJ fanatics as well. I nice. Think. So he's, uh, I think it, it is good because it gives a lot of Canadian guys and girls a lot of exposure where they can, you know, Hey, they can teach, they can make money. And yeah. not just that, but just like show like, Hey, like we do jujitsu up here too. And we can teach and like, we're, we're pretty good at it as well. Yeah. Like my motto with the teaching and I get this all the time. Like I'm never trying to teach black belts. Like I can't teach Oliver Taza how to go do something fucking new. Like he comes to my club. Like I, I'm not teaching him anything. I, I might show him like a teeny tiny little thing that I've been doing, but He's, he's just so much better than me, right? I'm not targeting blacks. I'm not targeting browns. I'm trying to teach Paul the dentist how to tap out Joe the accountant on mm -hmm. his Monday class. Like, that's that's my target audience, in my opinion, right? I'm trying to teach regular guys how to go out and beat that guy in their club that they haven't been able to beat, right? So, like, is it black belt techniques? Yes, but, I mean, like, like I said, like, I'm not world champion black belt. I'm just a black belt teacher that's trying to help you be better at jujitsu. No, I, I think that's perfect, right? You just, you said it before, even like on your YouTube and especially for your Instagram, you know, your target audience, you know, who you're yeah. looking after. Right. So that, and I think that's what a lot of people were like, okay, I'm going to start teaching, but I have to start teaching black belt techniques. Yeah. I'm like, no, you I don't. don't. Anything. And I've had like high class guys message me and ask me this. They were like, listen, and, and dudes that like win big competitions, because I got a lot of people who follow me that just fucking blows my mind. They follow me. Right. And they message me and they're like, like, who's what should I teach? Like, should I just teach my A game? No, teach everything. Like, you're really just trying to get Paul the dentist to beat Joe the account. Like, that's that's it. That's mm. a win. That's the super fight I want to see. Uh, no, all man. the dentists versus Joe, the accountant, like the battle I of like the, the, the battle of the high tax brackets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I enjoy too. Is like, I, I want to see like two, two people like that are just like, I want to come in. I want to train, you know, I don't want to lift weights at the gym. I just want to do an activity that is, is fun. That's fun that I'm going to get a workout doing and I get to learn how to kill them. Yes, like that's, that's, exactly. Like that's, right. Like even the gym, like I go to the gym five days a week and I only go to look good. My wife is better looking than me and I have to keep up. Like that's the only reason I even work out. I fucking hate it. <laughs> well, let, let's be honest. Like Aaron's ugly. I'm ugly. Like how we're married, we don't know. But you know, fortunately, we, we do work in a gym environment and a gym that we do not speak of on this, on this podcast. <laughs> that right Aaron we don't yeah, we don't, talk we don't speak about them yeah, especially especially you after 
after all this time, I'm trying not to get you fired right now, but thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Although, although if you, if you did wink, wink, it would actually probably benefit you quite a bit. Wink, wink. Yeah. We'll we'll cross that bridge (laughs) when we get there. We'll cross that bridge (laughs) when we get there. I I just see you one day just in in the, in the gym that we do not speak of just walking in like, or Kent, are you like a big, like pro wrestling fan or have you ever watched wrestling before? I, I, I grew up watching it. So I've always liked it. Yeah. So there's a, there's a promo by Rick Flair or by Rick Flair with like Eric Bischoff back in the day where like he's in the ring and then like, Eric's like your history, I'm going to fire you. And Rick Flair's like, fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. That's going to be Aaron one day. Just to, just to upper bed. Fire me. I'm already fired. He's going to be like ripping off his belt, his shirt. He's just like, like he's going to be standing in the middle of the gym in his underwear. Everyone's going to be wondering what's going on. Well, see, on. when you guys get this podcast all blown up, he'll be able to just walk in, spit on a piece of paper, and say, This is my resignation. There you go. That's it. <laughs> That's the plan. Yep. No, it's all- fired him. Prefer to get fired and paid out though. But. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna do this smart. We're gonna so play like, the game. Because we're talking ADC, like obviously, like with Andre Galvao and Gordon Ryan, like that match is coming up. Do you think that this is gonna be like a highly anticipated, like very competitive match? Or like do you think it's just gonna be like one athlete just superior to just dominating the other one? Oh man, I, I don't know, like. Uh, this is like really hard for me because I, I'm actually a big fan of both of them. Like I have mm-hmm. Andre Kubo's book. I I've been doing all his drills for as long as I can remember. I watched the Mendez brothers like come up, right? Like I uh I I don't know. I I I think in their prime, both of them versus each other would be like the super fight of the ages. But I think now nobody's touching Gordon Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a hard match because it's just like I know. I, I think I would rather see Ryan versus Pina again. And I seen yeah. Mo Jastrom. He just posted on his uh, Instagram story the other day that he's going to try to set it up. Oh, interesting. Oh, before like, yeah. before ADCC or? No, I think after. Yeah, I, after. I, yeah, he said, like, big things hopefully come. And I, I don't know. It, he might just be fucking around. I watch his stories, and I, I, I want that guy to adopt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that guy's got the connection with everybody right now, especially yeah. if and he's ADCC. super nice. He's a every nice time guy. I message him, dude. Every time I message him, he messages me back. Dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, he's, he's been doing dude. crazy things for Jiu-Jitsu scene as far as the ADCC. Yep. It's gonna be probably the biggest show they've ever done. Obviously, yep. they sold out all their tickets, for, especially for uh, I think they opened up more seating too, because I think they sold out completely. It's gonna be a sellout, 100 percent This is probably I would love to go watch that. Like I, I, I hate MMA events. Like I, I've coached a lot of my guys fighting and I, I always stand in like the back and fucking watch from, yeah, I don't like being in the crowd. I don't like the drunk yelling and shit, but man, I would fucking love to be there and watch what, ADCC. What do you, what do you mean? You don't like your stand them up ref. Why are they humping each other on the ground? <laughs> it's so up. hard for me. This bro. isn't real fighting. Boo. <laughs> it's so hard for me to fucking deal with that shit. But like we always had, Oh fuck. Did I leave? I'm screwing something up here. Oh, okay. Now I can see you both. <laughs> oh, you can. I, um, I, we always had fun. Like me and my guys, we walked out to, can I take a selfie one time? We fucking dude, like we just made it fun. Right. Like we have one picture of, I climbed the outside of the cage and he jumped on the cage after his win. 
and we were like floating at the top of the cage. Nice. Uh, he, my guy, the the dude that was most active, he actually fought someone from Ontario. Guy's great, uh, Lyndon Whitlock. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I cornered. Yeah, Lyndon's awesome. I uh, I was with him a lot that night. But uh, my guy, Michael Spainline, he was the dude that was fighting. And we, uh, I, I just, I've been to a lot of events because of him. I had another guy who went like seven and one, Tyler Reed. And I can't stand the environment of MMA fans. Mm. I know that sounds bad. I just, I fucking hate pretty much everyone in the arena, except the <laughs> fight and maybe the ref. <laughs> You would be a great to have like in a post fight interview. First of all, I'd just like to say, all you fuck <laughs> you, fuck just... you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. It's <laughs> a classic promo at the end, right? What what's some of the okay? So like you, you I didn't know you actually you cornered a lot of like uh, pro MMA fighters, but like what's some of the craziest things you've seen at like events like besides like just the drunken stupidity that we've touched on Ugh. in the crowd like i'm lucky where we uh we didn't really have a lot of issues at the places i've been but i i had a lot of amateur fighters come through too so we were we had a pretty big mma program for a while there and then like one guy would move away one guy would go in the army one dude would shack up with a woman and then the mma team would just disappear and then it would come back and would have more fights but like i've been to amateur mma events where we brought up our medicals and shit and i never even had to show them like how as, that's just fucked right like we're basically fighting in a bar uh one time a dude suplexed another dude so much that the whole cage shifted to the side and the oh, side geez. tipped inward because it was like up against the upper deck rail um i had one of <laughs> one of my fighters he uh the other guy asked for more time to cut weight so it was a 170 fight and me and tyler like yeah sure he can have whatever fuck he needs like who cares right and when he weighs in, finally, after cutting the extra weight, he weighed in 27 pounds over. <laughs> what, the fuck were you, what, what were you cutting? Hold on, I need an hour cutting? to cut twice. <laughs> what the fuck, you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You have to believe. <laughs> you have to believe. So, yeah, we've, uh, we've seen a lot, right? Because we, we were starting right when it was getting – big around here so it was fun um i don't know if i'll ever do it again i it, i made no money right like most of the time it would be me and five guys from my team one being the fighter would be driving up together staying in the same room with each other going to the event like just being together the whole time right and like i'm not a drinker so if they went out partying afterwards i'd be going back to the room by myself calling my wife so it's like it was never that fun for me. I was always money coming out of my own pocket. And I mean, like my guys would get like 300 to show 300 to win. And like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to do What are you, what are you going to take? Like 20 bucks for gas? Yeah, like, man, like, <laughs> you know, so sometimes we'd be lucky if we could get like the promoter to pay for our gas to drive up. Cause we'd be driving like six, seven hours. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, I like, I, I honestly, I don't really care to ever do it again, but I we had some fun you know it was nice seeing my guys win like knowing that I trained them like um, me and Manny he had a championship fight against it was for the 135 pound bantamweight championship for ECC and we just trained this move like uh, if they shoot a single on you you tip to the side and lock a triangle up like a front on triangle and um, 
we drilled it over and over and over again because the guy we were fighting, who has the best nickname in combat sports, um, the ginger with intent to injure was the guy's nickname. <laughs> that is now, now Aaron's oh nickname. Oh, my God. <laughs> ginger with the intent to injure Aaron Gall with a spazzing toehold. <laughs> yeah, he won with that triangle. So it, it was really cool because, like, we just drilled it going up and then he fucking did it. So like shit like that, like that's the good memories I had with it. But I, I didn't see a lot of insanity. Like there was only a few fights in the crowds, nothing crazy. Yeah. M- MMA is just that weird sport right now where it's been like that forever, where there's just, there, it's not a lot of money in it. They, no, the athletes aren't getting paid. The coaches don't get paid enough. And it's like, it's a great sport, but it's just one of those things that it's just, it doesn't have the drive that it could as far as like a financial setback. Well, it's like, it's like, if you want to be an actor, man, like mm-hmm. you don't get to do level one acting, level two acting, or like red seal carpentry. Like you don't go through that channel. It's you're a bouncer. You're a bouncer. You're a bouncer. You're a bouncer. You make it right. Mm-hmm. Like fucking fighting sucks. Like, it, especially if you do all that, lose all those relationships you have to put your friendships on the back burner, you know, like, and then maybe you don't make it at all. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Even honestly, if you make it, if you're like an entry, like UFC level fighter, like you're, it's you're not much money, man. You're not still much not money. making a lot. Like, no, you, you may be making uh, maybe enough to, to get by, but you're yeah. probably, you're probably finding other work on the side. You're bouncing, you're doing construction, yeah. you're doing something like you. Well, and like, I don't know how I feel. I'm not a big union fan. Like I worked out West for years yeah. and I, I just seen the unions, they took advantage of a lot of shit. Right. But um, something like that with fighters where if you did give them like level one, like firm club, you know, you got these guys training, they're working their way up. Like, I don't know, maybe that exists. I don't know what Dana White's been doing lately. I, I don't watch as much MMA as I used to. Yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, like you think about it, right? Where like any professional sports um, industry, so they always have unions, right? But yeah. MMA, like again, with all the different types of organizations and people are always shifting over and back and forth, it'd be hard to kind of manage it. They wouldn't be able to do like a super union. I know that, but there yeah. has to be something better other than bottom we, basement. Fight. Like if you had a league where you fought a certain amount of fights and then you keep track of the amount of wins mm-hmm. for losses and then that sets the playoffs, which would be like a tournament. Like, I don't know if there'd be enough interest for that, but it's something to give them steady work man that, that would yeah. be cool well i think that's what boxing? pfl was trying to do but i'm not yeah, sure i think pfl was trying to do that and i think in boxing they were trying to do that at one point there was like a super there's like a super middleweight grand prix what they had they had like they would have a round robin of like a certain amount of people and they'd all box each other over the year and oh, then they would have like payouts at the end of the year for based on like wins losses who got to the semifinals, finals all that nice so they had a different that that was a different approach as well. I don't know how the the split would work with that because box boxing is an entirely different model as well. It's kind of one of those things like you're a bouncer, you're a bouncer, you're a bouncer, you're on the street, you're starving, you're a bouncer, and then like yeah. now you're now you're actually getting like seven figure purses. But that's yeah. that's also yeah. after maybe fighting a hundred plus times. Right. Pro. Great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. I uh I, I wish the best for everybody going through that struggle because that is not something I wanted to do 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I, the, I think the only other thing we're forgetting, especially when we look at leagues, is like these guys are still being paid no matter what. Whereas, again, these fighters are not fighting. They're not getting paid. Right. Exactly. So they're not going to they're not going to get anything until they fight. So if they're injured for six months or they tear an ACL for a year, they're out other than insurance yep. money. And that's it. Well, that's uh, one of the guys that I'm affiliated with here. He trains up in Halifax. He owns his own club. He was the number one lightweight contender in the world and he was going to get a title shot. And then he took a knee to the side of the head, ended up with a concussion. Now he doesn't fight in the UFC anymore. Is this this uh, TJ Grant? TJ Grant, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. TJ. He was like a top. He was a top level guy, and like I was like, well, he's fucking amazing. Like such a nice guy. He uh, he's been around here a few times. My chocolate lab actually humped him. So (laughs) knowing knowing that I knowing that I could beat my lab. MMA math, I have a win over TJ Grant. Right. So. Over his leg, at least. First, just watching him fight, every time he fought, I, I was like standing at the edge of the coach, losing my shit because he deserved it. He's such a fucking great dude. And now he owns Grant's Martial Arts in Halifax there. And he has a great team. He's a great coach. But yeah. like, example of he went right to the top and then with an injury, the money's just gone, right? Like sometimes you never come back from concussions and that's what happened in this case. Well, another yeah. another example in Ontario is like Jeff Jocelyn got to the UFC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very high, high profile debut. Like he was probably a, like they weren't doing rankings at the time, but probably when he debuted and like John Fitch was even talking about this in a podcast, he was probably like top 10, maybe top five in the world at the time. He was quite, he was up there. Like he was a contender and then had the one fight and then like he lost like a close, close match to josh koscheck and then he i think it was sparring got a concussion and then like that was it he never recovered the last time i did striking at my gym i had concussion like symptoms for almost like two months and i'll never take another punch in the head it's not worth it like i got two kids we got 40 horses i got my two jobs like it's yeah 40 horses jesus I know it's fucking crazy, but, um, that was the worst, like three months I had in a long time. So, and all I was doing was just fucking head movement drills while sparring. So I took more shots than I should have. And uh, I'll never spar again. I'll never do striking. Well, I might do striking again, but I'll never spar again. It was just not worth it. There's no risk reward for me because I never plan on fighting. So I'll never get punched in the head again. Not intentionally anyway. Speaking of uh, spooning legs, this is a, this is an excellent segue. Just wait, for, just just hold on. Jake McKenzie, what is it like rolling with him and getting spooned in deep half guard? Absolutely terrible, absolutely <laughs> terrible. He uh, and he rolls like really, really hard with me, which I love. So I get no break, I get no rest, no relaxation. It's like when he's beating me up, it must be how some of my students feel because I have like a heavy top pressure game. So, like, he doesn't play a lot of half guard with me because we don't stay there. It's like every time he gets under me, he's on top of me. And, the, like, fuck, man, come on. Like, the he could, like, give me a little to make me feel good, but he doesn't. He just fucking kills me. I learn shit absolutely every time he's here, and I love it. And I, I have to have him here soon, too, because uh, I think I'm three years at Black last month. So I'll be getting that first degree soon, which is pretty crazy. Very nice. Congratulations. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's not official until he puts yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just remember because me and TJ Grant got our black belts, I think, a week apart, and he just got his first degree like last week. So it was pretty cool. 
There we go. Well, it's down nice. the pipeline. Congrats to TJ Grant out there. And I'm sure you'll be getting her soon. It's, it's really just about time and probably him just coming up to, to give it to yeah, you officially. Well, honestly, that's it, man. Like, people don't like coming to Cape Breton. There's, there's really not much here except me. <laughs> and a so big- what – so, so Cape Breton, I don't know a ton about it. What is, what's it like growing up there? What's like the craziest thing you've seen? Like what's a Cape Breton thing? Like, Road, the like, thing it's, there? it's just, it's, it's an attitude, man. It's, it's a weird attitude. So here in Cape Breton, people take pride in how much they can drink and how much they can party. So like, we don't know that it's not normal. Right. So like when we would go outside of Cape Breton to party and we would go pick up like a two, four and some fucking rum and go, they'd be like, wow, like you got booze for the whole weekend. We'd be like, this is for tonight, you know? And it, <laughs> but that was what was like, I'm fuck. I don't know. Like I'm like 12 years sober, but we drank, like we drank a lot, like every night, seven days a week, we'd be putting back fucking 12, 13, 14 beer because it's like that's how you'd brag here in Cape Breton like this is how much I can drink fucking weird I know but we didn't know right like we didn't know that that was strange until we got older and started leaving Cape Breton and we'd be partying in like Andy Ganesh or in Halifax or whatever people are drinking like two beer and then going to the bar and we're like we're all cheap right so we're let's get drunk before the bar so then when you go to the bar you don't fucking spend money right like the money the money's already spent at the uh lcbo that's an ontario reference the lcbo (laughs) so we're that's just one of the weird things with cape breton like everybody drinks here it's like a big drinking place but um dude we're pretty tame like i don't even think coke existed here until i was like fucking 25 like Mm. it's not like a crazy spot it's getting worse just like everywhere but cape breton's cape breton's pretty fucking awesome we have beaches all around because we're an island. So, like, there's yeah. beaches everywhere. Uh, we have a big downtown port. We have a giant fiddle. You can Google it. It's just a big fucking fiddle that plays fiddle music 24 hours a day. Uh, we got a fortress of Lewisburg, which is this fucking big castle that, well, not a castle, but a big fortress that they used to use to control who would get to go inland, like up to Ontario, like the Hudson Bay bullshit, all that. So, I mean, it's a cool little place to grow up, but it's not big, right? So when I first moved out west, it, there was a lot of a lot of shell shock and just seeing shit you never see. Like in Ontario, like a four-lane highway, we don't fucking have those here. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you see the 401. <laughs> I don't even want to, man. People here can barely fucking drive. I don't want to see crazy drivers anywhere else. Or just, or like, just wait till you see the I, 401. I was on it earlier. <laughs> When I'm home from Alberta, I there's not really like traffic and shit down here. Not like there was up there. Like up there, a 40 minute drive would take you like five hours coming home from work from a shift. Down here, like traffic doesn't exist. It's fantastic. The only issue here, nobody will let you out. So like when you're trying to pull out, the people just don't let you. People, <laughs> but because there's so little traffic, even that's not really an issue, right? It's this is a great spot. I'm happy I'm raising my kids here. I never thought I'd come home. I never thought I'd move back here. Like me and my wife are on the same page of the yearbook for our high school here. And we met in Alberta. Oh, really? Fuck day. That's pretty funny. Yep. So you were doing welding. What was she doing out there? Uh, personal training. Oh, there you go. See, health yeah. and fitness all around. Yeah. 
See, we're we're all not that bad here. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Me and Aaron occasionally lift weights for a living as well. Once in a while. Once, Once in a while. while. At, at the gym, that we do, we, yeah, we do not speak up. I mean, that's it. So what's kind of like the future, especially for like, um, you know, zombie proof and then obviously supernatural survivor gear, like the new steps, kind of things you want to share with us or just kind of keep oh, going just, with the flow. I'm just going to keep going, man. I'm just going to keep putting out technique videos. Like that was one of my questions for BJJ fanatics. Like I have to be able to keep posting my shit for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, that's no problem. You know, so they're going to be okay with it. I think like um, the difference between what I do and what they're going to do, they're going to organize it. So like if I teach, I, I think one of my DVDs I want to do for them is like my aggressive mount stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like beginning to end in that straight orderly fashion. So if you grab the DVD, you'll learn exactly what I do, why I do it, what led to it, the correct steps. Because jujitsu is like speaking, right? Like you go A, B, C, D. You can't just like if me and you were having a conversation and I was just randomly saying words, the conversation doesn't work, Fuck. right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Right? Fuck. What's that crazy guy right? talking about? <laughs> Fuck. So I think that's that's what they're going to be selling. You know, they're going to be selling the organization where with me, it's just fucking, I just make videos of whatever the fuck I want. Like whatever I'm teaching that day, we just film it. I I go through it with my students. I make sure they understand. And then before I move on, I hand my phone to somebody, usually the same guy. We call him Cyber Steve because his name's Steve and it's filming and I don't know. I'm a weirdo, but uh, that's, that's pretty much how every video gets made, man. Just right on my iPhone. I just fucking wing it. Sometimes it's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tried doing all the editing. I I started putting like titles on everything. And while I know it's easier for people to navigate through, I just fucking didn't want to. So I stopped. And uh, (laughs) you don't like it too bad. Unfollow me. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you, bro. This this is the way it's going to be. Take it or leave it. So like, well, because you can go to YouTube and you can search up a title of something you want to see because I upload everything on Instagram and YouTube. So YouTube is like a, a technique library where Instagram is just whatever the fuck I want to post. Yeah. And like, do you spend a lot of time like, like driving, like, you know, whether it's in the description or putting SEO stuff in there or do you just upload it and go? No, I used to try to put more stuff in. Like I used to try like all the tags and everything. And now I'm just letting organic take its place, man. Like I, I just post what I post. I use like three or four hashtags and that's it. And that's it. It's either going to sail or it isn't. Um, I've, when I say viral, like when I was talking about the viral video earlier, like by my video views today, standards wouldn't have been viral. But back then when I got like 30,000 views on one video, I was like, yeah, right. But now like 30,000 is a normal video. So it's, uh, I, I never really had a viral video that made me like blow up, blow up. So it's the same with YouTube, like YouTube, I'm at like, I don't know, like 27,000 followers, but it's always just been steady video production and five followers a day. I've, I've never had anything that was like a, just a blow up overnight success situation, except with TikTok. TikTok, I have 150,000 followers and it's not from jujitsu. <laughs> I, I cut open a bale of hay, like those big marshmallow looking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my videos has 27 million views. I guess people want to see some hate getting split. 
People are crazy. Dude, I got interviewed by CTV and CBC because I cut open bales of hay. It's fucking insane. I'm looking I it did. up right now. I'm I'm just curious now. Yeah, yeah dude. Aaron, Aaron has t- Aaron has TikTok. I've never lowered my lowered myself to that level yet. I so I post jujitsu videos on it, but they'll get like a thousand views, five hundred views. But then I'll post cutting open another bale of hay, and I'm not even kidding. It'll get at least a, I have like twenty videos that I'll have over a million views, and it's all cutting open bales of hay. What's what's the handle? Uh Kent Peters, the Kent Peters. Okay. I think it's Peters. I always just use my own name. It's yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. fuck. Oh yeah, there it is. Don't... There we go. Huh? There. Holy <laughs> shit. There that's it is. crazy, right? It's crazy. So like that Actually. that pisses me off because I spend so much time making jujitsu videos and I'm like 50k. And then I cut open one fucking bale of hay. Boom, 150K. Like, fuck you, TikTok. Yeah, yeah it's a 7.1 7, 7. million followers on it right now. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, views on it. Yeah. It's, it's you, you have crazy. all this jujitsu content as well, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Madness. Just just, just <laughs> slip a little uh, link to your Shopify store. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, <bottom. laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking, like. I'll keep posting the the hay bale videos because like having a fucking eventually if I ever have like a million followers like that'd be pretty cool right yeah. I don't care what it's for that'd be pretty cool and then let's say a thousand of them do jujitsu fuck that's a thousand potential buyers for my yeah. gear I'm good with that man no that's pretty amazing but I think yeah. it's like anything you've you, like you've leveraged off the algorithms especially based off the audience that you have and again you've made yeah. it work right it wasn't science whatever i do like, man you just put it out there and you made it work for yourself so i think that's yeah. the key message if you had to like everything kind of everything it. with me is just right place right time like if you continue to do something over and over and over again eventually something has to go right like you can only fucking fail so many ways right <laughs> and believe me me and eric have failed a lot of different ways <laughs> well then fucking who knows man you're probably one or two failures away from hitting it exactly so saying, oh, no. Aaron, like, just keep failing until just something keep goes failing. Right. that's why we you know but like even like what i was saying before like when we started this podcast it was you know, we couldn't do anything and we've always wanted to do something. And now we get to speak with like, again, gentlemen like yourself that have just kind of made something from nothing. And then hearing all these different types of stories and just like, there's so many different success stories out there, which is awesome. And then we can put it on a platform and build off of it. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, and I like, it's funny. Cause I have my own podcast. Me and one of my students have been doing it for a while. We, we haven't been very active lately, not since Corona started, but like, I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts like, at all. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever listened to one. I listen to like business audio books and shit. Cause I'm a geek, mm-hmm. but no, just podcasts. I never got into podcasts. Like everybody in my, all my classes, like, Hey man, Joe Rogan, never listened to a single one. Uh, like, it all depends on the guest. I, I, you know what? I've that's what everyone like, says. It depends it's all on about the guests. guests. Yeah. It's all about guests. And again, it doesn't even matter what podcast it is, depending on the topic. But I think it all depends on the guest and like what drives the audience more than anything. It's yeah. all about the stories and all that. It's like, because again, there's so many different podcasts out there, but it's all about who's on the actual podcast. What do you actually want to listen to? And again, it's what the audience, what is your audience and what are you trying to deliver? And that's it. Yeah. That's good. That's what so, it comes down to. So before we kind of wrap up, is there kind of like, 
you know, like is the zombie apocalypse? Is that does your or do you have the sanctuary there? Because like it's Cape Breton Island, you know, World War Z. I, I think would there. be good. Like, I, yeah, I think we'd be good here. Um, we have a lot of water, right? So all we'd have to do is go smash the fucking causeway, and then they wouldn't be able to get across. We'd just have to kill whatever's on the island. It's funny, like with the name, the name was a joke. Like, and The Walking Dead, the show didn't exist when I named my club. So like, I, I'm like george a romero like i i watched zombie movies all my mm. life right so before the walking dead happened like one of my students was just joking we we only had a small club and he was like hey man can i take a friend with me to class tomorrow and i said you can take anybody you want but there's no zombies allowed and then he was like oh this place is zombie proof is it yeah yeah it is yeah and that's that's it that's the origin story for the name so we were just fucking around with it we called it zombie proof it was a big joke because like, I never knew 50,000 fucking people would ever be watching me ever. So by the time we got to this big, it's like, it's fucking too late. Like this is the name. And then supernatural survival gear, you know, like it's, it's all just a play off of itself. Like supernatural survival gear. Like who are we surviving? We're surviving zombies. Right. So it's just fucking whatever the fuck I want now. Like I, I just, I love it, but it's everything I've ever done is just a happy accident, man. Nah, it's awesome. No, but it it's been pretty awesome kind of listening to talk to you, just like hearing these different types of stories. Obviously, I wish you nothing more, but more success down the road. And I keep wanting to see these new videos and obviously hit that million million followers like you were talking about. So yeah, eventually, eventually. That's the long-term goal, right? I uh I'm just hustling, man. I'm just trying to get as much sales as I can. Eventually, I'd like to have an employee that isn't my 10-year-old boss. And uh <laughs> I won't have to do as many tie-dyes, get my hands fucking dyed blue every day, look like a fucking Smurf. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, before um, before we head out, can you uh, link us up with the actual um, shout-out to actually what uh, your website is so that we make sure everybody's following you? Uh, it's uh, for the, the gear. It's just Supernatural Survival gear. Um, on Instagram, the Kent Peters and like people can message me anytime at all. Like I, I actually answer every message I get. So, and sometimes I do like ask me anythings and I'll get like fucking 500 messages and I'm like, okay, just one at a time. But I, I message back everything. I, um, I get some fucking weird questions, man, but I, I try my best to answer them all. So before we go, what's like the one of the like weird stand up weird ones you've gotten? Uh, some dude, every time he messages me like, uh, uh, would you rather? Like literally every time. I don't, I don't know the guy. He doesn't, have, like, he doesn't have a profile picture. And it's like, would you rather fight one horse sized duck or fight 10 duck sized horses? And it's like, that's the question. And it's like, I really got to think about that because like, horses are fucking big i deal with those bastards every day so like a duck like those fucking things can bite you and hurt you uh the foot would be like big and flat so i don't know if a kick would hurt as much i think i'd fight the fucking duck-sized horse like those tiny little horse-sized ducks uh, man i don't know you don't fuck with horses <laughs> horse-sized ducks <laughs> what a question though right it really that is a question like, what, what the fuck really, would, what would you guys rather 10 really what, i play this game with my wife all the time we come up with the most like random dumbest shit imaginable and, but yeah like 
10, 10 large dogs. Like, do you have weapons? Like, now there's things. No, like, no, I, no, no. You, you, you got nothing. And, like, if you want to get it even scarier, you're naked. So you have to, like, <laughs> never dogs. brought up that. You never brought you gotta up that. You got to defend now, the people. So whatever rules. it is. This is See, bullshit. No, you can't just add rules no, to No, no, I'm adding rules. I'm adding rules. So you think okay. about it, right? Like fuck do you do any self-defense situation you're ever in would be more difficult if you were naked because you'd be like, I got to hide that shit. That's important to me. Like that changes the dynamics of everything, right? Wow. So I would fight you can't play this game with me, bro. <laughs> I would play fight the 10 ducks, but I would have a vehicle such as, a, such as some form of tank because you said I'm not allowed to have weapons, but I have a tank duck killer. <laughs> that I could just <laughs> drive very slowly into them. Aaron Bowe. I, I, well, Aaron's like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not participating. This is, it's terrible. This is kind of a little off the edge. <laughs> it got a little crazy. But that's the internet for you, though. <laughs> yep. Can you find that a is. tank in Cape Breton? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get it across the causeway. That's no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so, well, anybody want to shout out or any sponsors you want to talk about before we take off? No, no. If, uh, if anybody wants to go buy my shit, that'd be cool. So, you know. There we go. Link it yeah. up. Buy Ken Peter's shit. Here. We're going we're gonna to end with that. <laughs> buy Ken Peter's shit. Dude, I started saying that as a joke in the video. Like, I, I think I was trying to sell, like, a new hoodie or something. And I had it on. And I was like, hey, buy my shit. And then at the end of the video, they were like, if you say that every time, I will love you. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll say it every time. It was just a joke at my club. And then other people started messaging me like, hey, man, I buy your shit. And I'm like, fuck, it works. There Great. we go. <laughs> all right. Well, Nate, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an awesome podcast. Thanks we for having me. I hope it. I don't get you canceled. Nah, I'm not worried about that. Can't, can't hurt us. We're just going to rock. We've had worse. <laughs> exactly. All right, brother. Thanks so much. Thank you.